Hello, my name is Ferran Glenfield. I'm the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Arda. And I'm speaking to you on a windswept, soft Irish summer's day. It's summertime, months of July and August, and we are permitted to go back to church. But not all of our churches will be open due to the COVID restrictions and social distancing. And not all of you will want to return to church because of a nervousness, or because of underlying health issues, or because you've got different responsibilities. And so we're going to produce services online for you. In July, the services will be uh, the same uh, as what we've been doing during lockdown. They'll be coming from various churches with uh, a number of our clergy and lay people reading the, leading them. Uh, and in August, we're going to use some of the streamed services that had been made during lockdown so that you can see what was going on even though the churches were closed. Whatever the circumstances, you're very welcome to use these services and I do pray that you will enjoy the services and be blessed by them. God bless. Hello and welcome. I'm Hazel Hicks and I'm joined today by Louise Knight, who's our parish reader. And we are here in Gauna Parish Church in County Cavan. It's one of four churches in the Arva Parish Group. Wherever you are joining us from on this Pentecost Sunday, the day when we celebrate the birthday of the church, you are very welcome. And I pray that you will sing along and enjoy our favourite hymns which are chosen by the parishioners of Gauna Parish. Let us pray. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make your presence known with us through prayer, reading your word, and singing hymns. As we gather to worship in our homes, fill us with your Holy Spirit, encircle us with your love, make yourself known to us in new ways, challenging ways, and exciting ways, inspire us and empower us. Amen. First hymn. Be still for the presence of the Lord. It was written by Dave Evans, who was in his 20s when he wrote the hymn. It's profound and it's very simple. It's based on Exodus 3, verses 1 to 6, but it starts in Genesis and runs right through to the book of Revelation. In the stillness and the quietness, God speaks to you and to me. Be still for the presence of the Lord isn't about being overawed by God. It's about making space for God in our lives so that we can see him at work. Psalm 46 speaks of violence and upheaval in the world and calls on us to be still and know that I am God. Dave Evans expresses a sense of God's glory. The song moves from the experience of God in the Old Testament book of Exodus to God in the book of Revelation at the end of the New Testament. With splendour he is crowned, picks up a sense of God in St John's vision of Jesus in heaven, where people were overwhelmed with a sense of his splendour and they sing. The hymn is about the God who was encountered by Jacob, by Moses and by Elijah, the God who walked with Peter, James and John, being with us here in our homes, in our churches, as real to us as he was to them. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. Do we know 
God's power and God's presence in our lives. our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace. And together we say, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought and word and deed and in what we have left undone. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may walk in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. It's good to know that God, by his mercy and grace, forgives us. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our next hymn, And Can It Be, was written by Charles Wesley, who's the founder of the Methodist Church, with his brother John. Charles wrote, And Can It Be, after becoming a Christian on Pentecost Sunday, 1738. He wrote over 6,000 hymns, including Love Divine and Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And Can It Be, expresses his sense of freedom at God's amazing love, the amazing love he had come to know. It's based on Acts 12. When Peter was in prison, his chains fell off. 
And as you sing, note in verse 2, the words, My chains fell off, my heart was free, I rose, went forth, and followed thee. When we come to know and to love Jesus, our chains of sin fall off, and we are free because he died for our sins.
reading is written in the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 20, reading verses 19 to 22. Jesus appears to his disciples. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Here ends our Bible reading. Our next hymn is How Deep the Father's Love. This hymn was written by Stuart Townend, who believed that Jesus should be the centre of our worship. Whether we are happy, excited or sad, we need to make Jesus the centre and we will never be disappointed, Townsend says. The hymn tells us of the amazing love of God, our Heavenly Father, who gave his only Son, Jesus, to die for our sins. We can't boast of how powerful we are, because by ourselves we can do nothing. The only thing we can boast in is the death and resurrection of Jesus. So we now sing hymn number 224, How Deep the Father's Love.
next hymn is Rock of Ages. This hymn was written by the Reverend Augustus Toplady in 1763. The story goes that he was travelling along a gorge in a storm in the Mendip Hills in England and he found shelter in a gap in the gorge and he wrote the initial lyrics on a playing card while he sheltered. The gap was supposedly sheltered him is now known as the Rock of Ages based on Exodus chapter 33 verses 21 to 23. God is the solid rock we can hold on to in difficult times in our lives, such as in times of illness, times of bereavement, and in times of pandemics like we are now experiencing.
Let us pray. The collect for today, Pentecost Sunday. Almighty God, who on the day of Pentecost sent your Holy Spirit to the Apostles, with the wind from heaven and in tongues of flame, filling them with joy and boldness to preach the Gospel. By the power of the same Spirit, strengthen us to witness to your truth and to draw everyone to the fire of your love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And we continue in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the many gifts you give us day by day. Food and water, family and friends. The seasons, each beautiful in their own way. Fresh air and the wonder of creation. The gifts of sight, hearing, smell, taste and touch. For all your gifts, we give you thanks and pray that we will never take them for granted. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we give thanks for Christian churches throughout the world. And we ask you to bless Bishop Fern, the clergy, lay pastors and readers in our diocese as they lead worship in new ways. Bless each family in our diocese as they cocoon, homeschool, work from home or return to work. And Lord, we ask for your blessing on our farmers as they work to provide our food. Keep them safe in this busy season. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And our next hymn, When We Walk With The Lord. Mr. Moody, an evangelist, was conducting a series of meetings in Massachusetts. And one night, a young man rose in a testimony meeting and said, I am not quite sure, but I am going to trust and I am going to obey. The sentence was jotted down and sent with the little story to the Reverend John H. Samus, a Presbyterian minister. He wrote the hymn and the tune was born. He wrote the chorus lines first and then the verses. The chorus provides the team, trust and obey the Lord, which is from Proverbs 16, verse 20. The verses develop this team. We show our trust by walking with God, according to his word, and with total commitment to his will for our lives. Samus was ordained in the Presbyterian Church and was a teacher at the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. In these uncertain days in which we live, let us trust and obey God so that he will see us true.
of my lips and the thoughts of each one of our hearts be today and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Today is Pentecost Sunday, the Church's birthday, the day that the Christian Church was actually brought into existence, the day when we think about the gift of the Holy Spirit. The first book of the Bible, Genesis, says the earth was formless and empty, darkness was on the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God's Holy Spirit was there at the very creation of earth. In Acts, we read of the rush of a violent wind, another instance of the breath of God at work. And in today's reading from St. John's Gospel, the story of Pentecost, the disciples who had followed Jesus during his earthly ministry are gathered together and he gifted them with the gift of the Holy Spirit and empowered them for their ministry. The Holy Spirit, the breath of God, is a powerful and unpredictable force. We know that the wind can do so much damage. Just a week ago, we had that storm. And for me, my internet has been off since because the wind knocked down a big tree which knocked down the telephone wires. And any good sailor will tell you how you cannot get anywhere without the power of the wind. I'm sure many of you are familiar with the film The Wizard of Oz. And in it, there's a powerful wind in the form of a tornado. And it comes into Dorothy Gale's drab, dull life. And it lifts her out of her place, spins her around, disorients her, and drops her in the middle of a new world, where she has a very important mission to accomplish. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life or into my life, nothing is the same as it had been before. There is beauty and wonder, like which Dorothy had never seen before, but there's also danger. As Dorothy is faced with these new dangers, she meets others who have exactly the gifts that she needs, wisdom, compassion and courage. And in the end, Dorothy and her new friends accomplish an incredibly unlikely mission. The Wizard of Oz could be an interesting analogy for the Christian church worldwide. Sometimes we find ourselves living drab, colourless lives without any real purpose. We go around day after day like Dorothy, her Aunt Em and Uncle Henry doing the tasks that need to be done, having no vision and no desire to do anything greater. But we keep the lights on and we keep the buildings clean and we conduct services, we teach from the Bible and we talk about the Kingdom of God. All of those are very good things to do. But what if the Holy Spirit comes and wants to bring new life to us individually and to our churches? The coronavirus these past months has forced us to rethink worship. Here we are recording services and they're going up on YouTube and Facebook and far more people are viewing and far more people are asking questions about faith. If we are open to the power of the Holy Spirit, if we're not afraid to let it blow where it will, 
our lives and our churches could be transformed and more and more people could come to know and to love Jesus. Jesus gave the disciples the Holy Spirit to be with them when he left and the Holy Spirit empowered them for their work and service. What do we do to let God's Holy Spirit guide our lives and our churches? Well, the Holy Spirit's not imposed on us. We have to invite him into our lives. And the first thing we need to do is read our Bibles so that we can make informed decisions about how God works in the world by reading about how God worked in the past. And it can be a daunting task if people haven't read their Bibles before. But if we could read a chapter every day and start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke or John, and if people have questions, they can ask their clergy, they can ask Christian friends, that's how we all learn. And as well as reading our Bibles, we can pray. It doesn't have to be hours and hours every day. We don't have to read through morning and evening prayer every day. God wants us to be in communication with him and we do that with prayer. Even if it's just five minutes or ten minutes a day, talk with God about what's going on in your life, with the problems and concerns, the good things, and pray for other people who are in need. Just talk with God. He will always hear you. He's always willing and listening. And we're told that there are far more people praying right now in these past months. And we pray that that will continue. So we can read our Bibles, we can pray. And finally, we can make time to listen to the Holy Spirit. We've all lived such busy lives until recently that sometimes we don't have time to stop and be quiet and listen. And if we listen, we can hear how God wants to lead and guide us to serve him. In the words of one of the hymns we are singing in this service, will we be able to say, here I am, Lord, send me when we are called to serve God in ways that we never, maybe never even thought we would be invited to serve in. And if we do these things every day, they soon become habits, good habits, that help us love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and love our neighbours as ourselves. Because by doing what God has commanded, we open ourselves up and we make ourselves available to the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill me with power, we say on this Pentecost Sunday. And when we make ourselves available to the power of God's Holy Spirit, we have no more control on where it blows than Dorothy did. He may ask us to do things and go places we never thought we could. There'll be times when, like Dorothy, we too will feel spun round and disoriented. There'll be times when we scratch our heads and say to ourselves, I'm not in Kansas anymore. But like Dorothy, we'd be surrounded by the amazing gifts of God's Holy Spirit in the world. And we'll slowly discover that God's Spirit is here all the time, a power we can tap into at will, if only we would. Edwin Hatch's wonderful hymn is our prayer this Pentecost Sunday. Breathe on me, breath of God, fill me with life anew, that I may love as you have loved, and do as you would do. Amen.
Next hymn is a very well-known and a great favourite. What a friend we have in Jesus. Joseph Scriven was a man who had been dealt a lot of grief in his life. He was engaged to be married. His fiancée drowned before they could get married. He moved away to Canada. He got engaged again. His fiancée got ill and died. So he decided to devote himself to serving other people. And then he got a message from his mother, who was in Ireland, to say that she was ill. He couldn't afford to go to see her. So he wrote a poem and he sent it to her. What a friend we have in Jesus. Later, he sent a copy to a religious journal and it was published. This hymn brings comfort to so many people. Jesus is our friend. No matter what we are going through, we can bring everything to him in prayer. The good things, the things that concern us and everything else. of sea and sky. Based on Genesis 46 verse 2, and God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob, and he said, here am I. Daniel Schutz is an American composer, a contemporary Christian songwriter. God is always calling you and me to serve him by serving other people. Are we listening when he calls? 
Do we make time to hear him? And when he does call us and ask him to serve, are we able to say, here I am, Lord, is it I, Lord? I will go, Lord, if you lead me. And as we sing, can we think about what God is calling me and you to do to serve him today?
Christ Alone. It was written by Stuart Townsend and Keith Getty. It's a hymn about Jesus going to the cross and the resurrection. So that our hope is in Christ alone. In the present days, as we face the concerns around the coronavirus, it is good to have Jesus as our light, our strength and our song. He's our cornerstone. He's our solid ground, firm in the fiercest storm or drought. What reassurance in our anxious moments and uncertainty about the future. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled and striving cease, here in the love of Christ we stand. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song, this cornerstone. This solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ I'll stand. alone who took on flesh fullness of God in helpless babe this gift of love and righteousness scorned by the ones he came to save till on that cross as Jesus died the wrath of God was satisfied for every sin on him was laid here in the death of Christ I'll live there in the ground his body lay light of the world by darkness slain then bursting forth in glorious day up from the grave he rose again and as he stands in victory since curse has lost its grip on me for i am his and he is mine bought with the precious blood of christ First cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand.
final hymn is To God Be the Glory. Fanny Crosby wrote over 8,000 hymns and gospel songs. And this is despite her being blind from six weeks old when she was given the wrong medication. But she was never bitter about her blindness. She said that if she was offered the gift of sight, she wouldn't take it because she would never have written all the hymns if she'd been distracted by the other things around her. And she said the first face she wanted to see was the face of Jesus. Her other hymns include Safe in the Arms of Jesus and Blessed Assurance. When we achieve great things in our lives, in our families, in our churches, we're tempted sometimes to think that we do this all by ourselves. But we know that we do these things using God's gifts and skills. So to God be the glory, great things he has done. And what we most of all give God glory for is that he gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins.
for joining us for our favourite hymn service. I hope you have enjoyed the hymns that were chosen. Thank you to the folk from Gowna Parish who chose the hymns. Thank you to Louise for assisting and thank you to Terry who has recorded this service. And we join in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. For the spirit of peace that calms our minds and stills our lives, we give you thanks. For the spirit of love, that touches hearts and reaches out, we give you thanks. For the spirit of joy that lifts our souls and gives us faith, we give you thanks. For the spirit of power, that gift of grace, for this your church, we give you thanks. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and with those you love this day and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>